You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from Waste Disposal Center 3 on the original Death Star. Vocal fam, what's up? Hello. Vocal fam, can I just tell you something remarkable to start out? Do you know that I am three full weeks into a 13-week semester? That's a beautiful statement. That I'm 10 weeks... Away from Christmas break? From a seven-week break. Stop it. That's how long y'all's Christmas... Oh, because of Thanksgiving. We're done with the semester on November 17th. I'm so jealous. And I don't go back until... Who knows? And who knows if we even start when we're supposed to start in January. Yeah. I mean, I, right now we're expected to. But, like... Seven weeks... Stop it. You're going to make me... Like, I'm, I'm going to cry. Can, I'm going to cry. Can you so imagine... I was just sharing that with someone because I have That's colleagues... Because I have colleagues in the Northeast who haven't started yet. Wow. Well, been here traditionally, well. a lot of Northeast schools don't start till the day after Labor Day. You're for real? That, that's nice. Um, that's nice way to live your life. Uh, well, but then... Do you, they end later? Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, not you know, as nice. Well, although actually, with our... Ter- what is usually... And I say this with love, Mississippi College. We have traditionally a terrible academic calendar. Okay. It is one of... It is the singular worst academic <laughs> calendar that I have ever seen in mm-hmm. my 25 years of academia, including being a student. It is the single worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, um, right. But number one, this semester's academic calendar is exactly what I've always wanted an academic calendar to be. Just to S- stop at Thanksgiving. There's start no point in coming the back. start in the middle of August, end before Thanksgiving. Why isn't it always this way? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, on well, you don't get fall break, do you? No, I don't care. Do y'all get Labor Day? No. I don't care. (laughs) Well, okay, I will say one of the weirdest things with Mississippi College usually is that you, like, come for your first full week and then you have Labor Day weekend. Yes. Right. A full week and then a break. It was nice my freshman year because I was already homesick and ready to, like, Take my little merry self back to Memphis for three days. Take your merry self back to Memphis. That's yeah. like a, that sounds like a song, a Sondheim song. <laughs> like it probably is. I took my merry self back to Memphis and I've had a Memphis and I've had a Memphis and a Memphis. Depends on the day. <laughs> and then and then like it, it all of a sudden it would somehow go into seven eight, and like the Memphis would be like like the Memphis and anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I, okay. Apparently, I've had a little bit. I haven't had that much caffeine. Anyway. Really? No. I wish I had had more caffeine. I'm tired. I am ready for this three-day weekend like no other. Can I just say I've also, Sarah, been connecting with many of our other listeners. Yeah. Um, some really cool people have uh, been reaching out that I didn't even know listened to the podcast. That's awesome. Some of whom are taking lessons with me now. Awesome, awesome. Some of whom are, you know, just asking questions about technology stuff or maybe reaching out about technology sessions. Some of whom are just reaching out about stuff that they want to maybe share um, with, with the podcast at some point maybe. Um, just some really cool, cool uh, just some really cool 
this whole summer's been just so, so crazy and full of so much horribleness and wonderfulness all at the same time. I, I will say, I, I know people life. are, I know people are suffering through 2020 and for all yes. of those of us in the artistic community, I just want to say art, artists that I'm, I'm thinking of you daily. Um, those of you particularly who were in the gig economy going into this, um, the gig yeah. economy, which still doesn't exist again um, yet, uh, but, but hopefully will. Um, I don't know, I, you know, and, and obviously we're praying for a vaccine and all that kind of stuff, but there have been other things about this summer that personally I've really enjoyed. Partially not leaving the house. That's been great. Oh, I have discovered I am quite the homebody. Oh, like, man. I could just stay here all the time. I would never, I, don't, I just don't need to leave. Oh, man. I get a little weird, though. I need some human interaction, That's but right. I can get it over a screen. So I was going to have um, Sally Kay jump on today, but she couldn't do this time because mm -hmm. I wanted to let her share a student experience of SoundJack. Mm-hmm. Um, like what it's like, what it's been like now that we're three weeks in. Yeah. Um, so maybe next week, maybe like next, next Saturday we can record. That would be awesome. And we can have her like share like a you know, a student experience of what it's been like, you know, at that point, a month deep. Yeah, um, for real. Uh, we had, we had, so Soundjack World, to all my, to all my, my peeps out teaching online in real time, there's a Tony Stark hair on my keyboard. Um, mm. Tony Stark Perna hair, not, there is not, an not Tony Stark, like. Aria Pygat hair everywhere, so. Um, but, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, soundtrack? Oh, yeah. This week? Right. Oh, this week. Oh, my gosh. This the, week. The great fast music box apocalypse. box -calypse. The box -calypse. I like it. So, if you're following along with our work, this week was the great migration, as we'll call it. Mm -hmm. The great migration from the old soundjack to making what was dev.soundjack.eu the soundjack.eu. So the site that was in development is now soundjack.eu. And uh, it caused great pains for anyone using fast music boxes. I feel like I saw some status. For, for those who, uh, who were just using MacBooks, iMacs, Windows desktops, honestly, the transition was quite smooth. Like, it huh. didn't interrupt any of my lessons. Good. Um, I can't say that for my colleagues nationally who were using fast music boxes for their lessons. That's rough. <laughs> because every, practically every single fast music box bricked, meaning the OS became unstable and it needed to be completely reflashed and mm. the, the software reinstalled and the product re-registered and start from scratch. Ooh. <laughs> um, and uh, like I have, this box works, this mm -hmm. one right here. This box, same file loaded onto it, same update strategy, same everything, does not. Um, Any idea why? Nope, and neither does Chris John. And so like uh, we're going to do like a it. Zoom call sometime. He's, uh, I think, exhausted. I think this I'm has sure. been a very long week for Chris John Herna, who writes the OS for the Fast Music Boxes. And I think he is, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it didn't really go to, Quite as to, smoothly to, as you might have hoped. To plan, I don't think. But um, things rarely do. I think that's what 2020, 2020 has been a lesson in flexibility and exactly. the fact that you're 
The best laid plans. Well, like there was a day, maybe it was this week. Was it on Monday of this week that Soundjack was down for an hour during my lesson times? And I did use Clean Feed for mm-hmm. two lessons. And I have Clean Feed Pro. I'm a, I'm a subscriber to Clean Feed Pro. In fact, it's Vocal Fam. It's what I'm using right to now. record the podcast. So if, if Clean Feed would like <laughs> to sponsor... No, I'm just kidding. We have a wonderful sponsor and partner in Plural Publishing. Um, and I do need to start... I have a list on my desktop. And um, I need to uh, go ahead and reach out to our next, um, our next folks to record with them. Okay. Um, and let me see who's first up, although I don't want to say it because I don't know that it will be... Uh, yeah, I was waiting till after Labor Day. And here we are. But, it's finally uh, happening. But I will reach out to that, that group of authors. Um, uh, I said that I would reach back out in early September, so I just wanted to get past Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometime next week, we'll, we'll be contacting okay. them to get our next... Uh, it sounds our, so secretive. Our next, uh, our next plural guests. plural guests uh, set up, uh, and that will be fun. That You'll will just be... have to wait and see. Well, you know, vocal fam, vocal listen. Fam. Or yeah, here, wait and hear. It'll be it'll be uh, it'll be delightful. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're delightful people. I, I actually, this next group of authors, at least who I think is the next group of authors, I don't know any of them. So that's, that's always, always interesting. That's it's always a different experience. Yeah, I mean, because obviously, like, if we have somebody who, like, I either know very well or know sort of well or whatever, that's one thing. Yeah. Because then it's like you're talking to your your buddy. Friend. Yeah. You know, you know who you are, vocal fam. Yeah. You you know you know who you are. But if you have somebody on who you've literally never talked to before. It's, it's a little different. It, it's different interviewing someone like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the conversation is is just it's just different. So but good. You know, it's good for us sometimes. I mean oh, yeah. and sometimes we learn unexpected things in those talks. Which is Yes. Oh my goodness, yes. About those people, about singing. Which about is what we're here for. Things, isn't S- it? Speaking of singing. Speaking of we need to bring back the segments this week in undergrad pedagogy. How is that going? Well, you know, last week we did the Fable of Singer A, obviously. Of course, of course. Because that's why we did it on the podcast. Yeah. And uh, this week, let's see, what did we do this week? Well, kind of some, some, uh, you know, whatever stuff. Uh, what else did we do this week? Oh, we, we finished up. We, no, no, we finished up. Um, I was trying to think what we did at the beginning of the week. We finished up our, our, our perception unit. Oh. You know, we How finished. Did they we finished up. Uh, well, you know, it's interesting. I think I've gotten better at presenting the model, mm-hmm. um, communicating depth and warmth of oo, of oo and fundamental and buzz of your ear inserting buzz because it can't resolve frequencies into the pitch mm-hmm. and um, and then presenting and, and knowing what examples to use yeah. to clarify that. Instrumental examples, vocal examples, etc. Mm-hmm. But I think, vocal fam, listen, if you're not caught up on Dr. Howell's work with, with all of his psychoacoustic stuff, you should really read it. Um, because actually there is still singing information out there. People still listen to singing. People still are singing. People are still teaching singing. Did you know that? I've heard rumors. That actually is a thing. 
The wild vo- voice teacher. People are still singing. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I know. This is a beautiful thing, actually. I believe you. Um, I've, I've heard. I mean, I, I sing. Anyway, so if you're not familiar with that psychoacoustics literature, what episodes could they go back and listen to? Psychoacoustics setup, that was last spring. They could listen to that episode. That would be a good one. Yeah. Wasn't that what we called it? Psychoacoustic setup. I think it was called. I think it was called psychoacoustic setup. Um, this isn't easy. Although that sounds like a like a like a nineteen twenties mobster like title of a movie. It's a like setup. Set <laughs> it's like a. It's like we're trying to set them up that if they hear the buzz, they have to walk the plank or something like that. It's really been a while or, since we talked about psychoacoustic setup. That's from. Last February. February. Yeah, okay. All right. So it was this year. That was yeah. in 2020, Sarah. Yeah, don't... I know, but it feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. <laughs> An absolute lifetime That must ago. have been 60 years ago. Oh, these are crazy. Like, looking back at the titles and, like, last year, last November, Vocal Fry at Southern Region Nets. Oh, gosh. That was that only was, a year ago. That was back when people went outside the house. Yeah, when we, like went to Nats in person. Wow. I know. Anyway, so if you want to know more about psychoacoustics, you should go back and maybe listen to that episode, read Dr. Howell's articles, dissertations, blah, blah, blah. But, so the model that I'm talking about is the idea that, you know, when you're listening to the perception of a singing voice, you, you actually, the very first thing that I listen for is what kind of buzz I've got in the voice. If it's a very high frequency buzz and, and evenness of buzz that's spread out through different harmonics, or if it's sort of more collected buzz, like a singer's format cluster mm-hmm. at a lower spectral level, like the, anyway, that, the fundamental. So anyway, I was presenting the model to them, right? Yeah. And obviously then we're listening to singing examples and, and all this, that, and the other. But you know, the thing that dawned upon me really that came, I think, more crystal, uh, Star Trek reference, more crystalline entity. <laughs> uh, that's for all you next gen fans out there. This is a very vocal fry moment right here. It's a very uh, vocal fry moment. So this it is be- just a very casual. It, it became very crystalline entity to me. Okay. That one of the most important aspects. And I think one of the reasons it's so great that I'm leading off the course with that now Mm -hmm. is that setting up the idea of listening to singing through that kind of perception clarifies practically any kind of singing style. Yeah. And, And how they're different. At a base perceptual level, how they're different. And I told them... I said, look, guys, I, guys, generically speaking, they're not obviously all the same gender. Although you did have a group that was all guys. They're, Wasn't that last year? The, was it, no, I think it was a couple years back now. I don't oh. know. Time. I, time is, I, is, wibbly, a re- is wobbly. It's irrelevant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is wibbly wobbly. Um, and timey wimey. But, um, you no, know, I, I was saying to them, this is the lens. Mm-hmm. through which we're going to look at every other bit of material that we're going to look at in this class. So it's important both from it can help you understand any singing style. Not that you should go teach a singing style that you don't know what it sounds like professionally and you've probably yeah. not sung yourself. But you can understand 
what they're doing and what the differences are in a framework, in a uh, objective framework, but also um, just the idea that, that we were going to look at phonation, resonation, articulation, respiration, all through... <laughs> So subtle. <laughs> All through the lens of what we're hearing. Mm -hmm. Because look, voice teachers, what was the first biggest problem that we knew last spring when we, in March, I'm talking March, early spring, when we started teaching online? Oh, you couldn't hear. You couldn't hear. It was distorted. I mean, forget the cutouts, the internet drops. That's you the know, fact that you didn't You know, but just the fact have, that like, you couldn't hear higher frequencies. Yes. The fact that if anybody sang above a certain pitch, that it would just be like. Yeah. Right. It was, it was goose turds all along the street. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. It was a real struggle. And so we immediately became so inherently aware of, yes, visual is important, but I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't watch your students. But that pales in comparison to being able to hear them. And it pales, and I think hearing them clearly pales in comparison for, to you being able to play for them in real time. Yeah, that is It is more important that you can hear each other with bi-directional audio. Yeah. Not so you can be two podcasters yelling at each other. What? Never. But also, sometimes. But also. Um, but no, I just, you know, it became so, so clear to me just the importance, again, of our ears through all of this. You know, through all of it. Well, and how many other concepts make more sense when you have an example to listen to? Yes. I mean, that, uh, that's kind of our go-to. Like, you know, we talk about the theory, theory, theory part of it. And then you play an example and it clicks for the student. Right. Right. Exactly. And of course, when folks, when I'm talking about introducing these perceptual concepts, I, I, when I'm talking, even when I'm, when I'm doing an instrument, when I'm doing a voice, whatever, I'm talking about looping a sound in Voce Vista and using the frequency filters to either remove parts of the spectrum, add parts of the spectrum, <laughs> fade parts of the spectrum, increase parts of the spectrum i'm basically talking about using bodo's frequency filters as an eq so that we can you know and look it's it, the very first time i did it for them we were listening to leonard warren sing eri too and i had a i i had one of his notes looped and I just took the, I took the, I took, I put a filter on and then I just slid the filter up and took out each harmonic. And then I put it back down and they were like, I hear everything. And they were like, what am I listening to? That is a weird, yeah, it's so weird that first time you, you do that. Cause like on the way up, you're, I feel like you're very skeptical. You're like, I can't hear anything. What is this guy talking about? But then, like, as soon as you start going back down, you're like, stop it. Like, why are there so many sounds in the one sound? And why does the buzz always persist? Yeah. 
Yeah, because you get to that top, and the last thing you have is that just like the auditory uh, roughness yeah. always persists. And then it comes back down, and you start hearing like these specifics. That you're like, stop! My brain doesn't. And my if brain you doesn't don't, know what to do. if you don't use the right online platform, you can't hear the auditory roughness. There is no auditory roughness because your brain's not perceiving it because it's not there because of the stupid online audio codec. Oh yeah. Anyway, I will today admit, I will ad- <laughs> today on Soundtrack Corner, no, um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I will say, you know, apparently there's this big Zoom update that people have been talking about. I've seen stuff about that. Well, let's clarify some things on that. Zoom, okay. even with the new musician mode turned on, apparently it is bi-directional. That's, That's nice. I haven't played with it, I'll be honest. I haven't either. The, but it's still stereo 192, mm-hmm. which means mono 96 in each year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, right now, we're recording at mono 256, yeah. which is 256 in each year. Which is nice. It's a whole lot better than 96. Yeah. yeah. So so that, that, that's what I had heard that the like the update to Zoom like yeah is it an improvement sure but is it that much of an improvement? Well, and Zoom is still a huge processor drain on your computer. Yes, it's a huge program. It ate my battery last year. Oh, pfft. and not only that, it's still like the laggiest of laggy laggy things because it's trying to just function for everybody. Yeah, you know. And if you have a hundred people, and that's what, okay, all right. Well, that if, if you're having a class or something, then and you have a hundred participants, or you're doing a seminar or something, yeah, sure. But if you're trying to work with somebody one on one, and you're using Zoom at this point, folks, I move on. Come on, come on, folks, come over to the dark side. It's you a lot. It's it's a dark. lot brighter. <laughs> it sounds nicer because we got higher frequencies. Oh man. Uh, man. Uh, I don't really know what to go do with that. Uh, uh, oh, no one is laughing. My wife only is only two of us. My here. wife is not here to make fun of me. Uh, Sarah's doing it. If it helps, I can just stare, <laughs> stare at you some more. Uncle <laughs> fam, you don't know how often we're just kind of glaring. <laughs> not glaring. That's probably the wrong word. Making faces. Again, it's so often that well, I'm so glad that this is just an audio. Y'all can only hear us. You don't see. That's, remember, that's for the best. Remember in season one when we used to both make those faces at Michael? Yes. Just <laughs> because every once in a while you would say something and you're just like, what? Oh, well, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, also this week, because okay. it's it feels so good to like be back, right? Like be back in the classroom, in the studio. Uh-huh. Well, it's weird. I've been back because the school's been back, but we don't actually start. You're starting like, lessons next week, right? Not next week, the week after next. That week first full next. week after Labor after Day. After Labor Day. Gave me a nice month of planning. To get going, right. Yep, because I still have things that are shifting every day. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I don't have this classroom anymore because it's an isolation unit. Yeah, okay. Life and COVID. Okay. Did you know, and I knew this was inevitable, have I told you yet that they are now making, like, TV dramas? One's called Love in COVID. 
Love in the Time of Quarantine. It's legit. It's a show. Sorry, that was Aria. She uh, mad. That's apparently also the critics' opinion of Love in the Time of Quarantine. Yep. <laughs> that that was it. A that very was Aria's critic. That was Aria's opinion. That was her I review, have, her official review. Wait, I feel like I might have talked. I don't know. Either I'm having serious deja vu, or I've already mentioned this on the podcast. It could be either. It could. Be, I don't remember either. hearing about that at all. Good. Well, good. Then maybe I'm saying something new. But yeah, it's happening. There, it's on TV. You can, watch, and I'm sure every every Hallmark movie this Christmas. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. A very and then they'll unmask Christmas. at the end or something, and like, I can't. There will be a scar. They get involved. quarantined together. There will be some scar that she doesn't want him to see she goes or something home for a quick visit. Yes. But oh no, she's been exposed, so she has to stay in her small oh, town home for two weeks. Gosh. Little did she know that oh, her parents' farmhand it. is also stuck stop on the farm it. for two oh. weeks. What will happen? Man, I think oh, I just wrote a Hallmark God. Christmas movie. Or did Hallmark, you, or. if you are out there and you want to. Pay me to write some movies for you. I've got some great ideas, obviously. Or did you write the start of a really trashy novel? I'd like to think it was a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> but you see what Very I was silly. going. Anyway. Um, oh, man. No, but the whole thing of being back. Yes. Also, this semester, I'm teaching CCM Pet again. <gasps> I loved CCM Pet. That and was such a fun class. You know, it's been very, it's been so, like, timely, you know, because for the first number of weeks, we talked, instead of, like, like doing this in the middle, like, the very first weeks were signal chain, microphones. But for real, because it had to be. <laughs> you know, all that, right? Yeah, that's And funny. so, like, we started with all of that information, and that's been great and so timely and so yes. purposeful. Um, that, that was great. And then, and you know, we've mixed in some other things about, um, uh, you know, uh, know. well, like the history of kind of like, why, why, why was it all classical teaching in the academy? How has it kind of morphed, you know, this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I will say, you know, um, I'm, I'm using portions of Matt's book again. So you want to sing rock and roll Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to, as like a, as like a, to give us some comparisons of like classical to rock kind of style, rock pop kind of styles. Mm -hmm. I'm also using Norman Spivey and Mary Saunders Barton's book. Um, uh, which is published by Plural Publishing and who, and sometime in early 2021, hopefully, will be on said on podcast. The podcast. Um, but I'm also using their book because it really is about a sort of the difference between teaching classical and musical theater. I so like I'm it. kind of using that one um, to we'll set up both. kind of like the musical theater side of things. And mm-hmm. then I'm using Matt's book to set up the more rock um, pop side of things later in the semester. Are y'all gonna do some screamo? Uh, I mean, I'm certainly I'll introduce them to Melissa's Always materials, fun. of course. Um, I I can't make that sound yet. I've I've been practicing it. But you have the mic, like you can lean forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yes. But thank you, thank you, world. You got to experience that. But so. also, um, you know, I'm certain we'd love to have Melissa Cross on the podcast. Uh, oh my gosh, right? If Melissa, if you're out there listening. 
God, Can if you, you listen to Vocal Fry, please just shoot me a Facebook message and yeah, uh, any way you want to contact me like I'm not gonna be mad you can even post the, no we're post Facebook on my friends wall. but if, if if Melissa if you listen to the podcast you have an instant invite to come on this podcast so for real um, so. we would we would be honored we would, um, we would put you in next week we would record twice for you for, I would for record sure. on a Wednesday for sure um, I get tired on Wednesday uh, but but anyway no so that's sort of how I'm structuring the class Mm-hmm. But, you know, this week, um, and actually this will be a good transition for us. Um, this Hi. week was we, um, Matt had put out a blog post about um, sort of about how we need to be teaching more representative styles of the demographics of America. Yeah. Because the fact that He's by... By a 20, big proponent of that. That by 2045 will be majority non-white in this country. Mm-hmm. And we need to be, you know, obviously, you know, and there have been a lot of considerations. Um, I think I said this on the podcast that I'm doing a, a BIPOC composer studio recital this yes. fall. Uh, virtual studio recital. Um, everybody has at least one song by a person, a composer who's a person of color, and, and we're going to do those songs. And they were all approved by a student of mine who is a person of color. Um, okay. Like the selections. I had a few get rejected the first go-round, and so we all learned. Yeah, we all, that's we all, awesome. We all, we all, uh, there's a learning curve there as we're trying to... As we're trying to diversify our repertoire, do more representative repertoire, I made some choices that were inappropriate, and I corrected those. Um, thanks, thanks to Mark. So That's I was awesome. glad to have his input there. He said, and there was only two of them, and yeah. um, and you know I think it's one of the most difficult. Um, like obviously there are art songs that the poetry, I would never suggest that a Caucasian would sing them. Yeah, um, th- uh, I think it would just be it would be appropriation and be inappropriate. Um, but but sometimes and obviously there are pop songs by that that can just that anybody could sing. Um, mm-hmm. Like one of the songs I'm having somebody do is is Stand by Me, which was written by Benny oh, King. Oh yeah, fun fun. Right, um, no problem. Um, but then some of the more difficult repertoire to really make a determination to about decide, yeah. is spirituals. That's that's it's, a hard it's, category. It's, 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 it's a very, you know, because there are many people within the community of people of color who teach or sing who feel differently about it. Well, didn't, you know, it's funny. We talked about regional Nats last year. Um, yes, we saw that class. Yes. And he was very pro, pro people, people singing the repertoire. Everybody singing it just to bring it to people's knowledge, awareness. Right. And there were... There were two that I tried to assign that I thought were pretty benign, mm-hmm. and we they were rejected, which I totally respected. I, I yeah, I I totally respected that decision. Well, and that's why you and, asked, and we changed them. Yeah, um, but but some but a, but a number of the songs that number of the students are doing the art songs are just gorgeous, beautiful. Oh. Some of these Florence Price songs and, mm-hmm. um, oh, who wrote the, the one that Sally Kay is doing? This for you, there is no song. Oh, gosh, beautiful. Just gorgeous. Um, and Mark's doing an entire set on his recital. Uh, That's with, awesome. with some of the some of them are sort of some of the standard repertoire of that of that of that uh, 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 
Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Um, Got some crowd favorites. Uh, like, not, not, not mean spirituals. I mean like the art songs. Um, yeah. And uh, so anyway, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good semester for that. Um, That's awesome. But where was I going with that? Oh yeah, we were talking about that in, um, in, in CCMPED this week, and then we did this, you know, sort of long talk about, you know, how do we do best to be, you know, look, if you're, a, if you're an indie studio teacher out there, I strongly doubt at this point you're teaching nothing but classical singing. Yeah. I mean, maybe? It's more of a question of how much classical singing am I teaching? R right? I mean, I have like one student who's interested. Right? Just the And one. I mean, there's nothing. I'm not saying. There's nothing wrong with that. Let's maybe get them invested, as Karen Brunson said, and then throw them an art song. You yeah, know, I mean, great. I, I always present the option and I try to find ones that I think will pique their interest. Sure. But sure. if they aren't, like, if they don't want to sing it, like, especially if you're an independent studio you can't afford to force them to sing stuff that they don't want to sing. Right. Because then you don't have a studio. Right. Right. Um, Unless you've known them for like years and you're like, trust me on this one. Sure. Like sure, it's just, sure, you sure, know, sure, sure, it's a sure, game sure. you play. It, it, uh, uh, absolutely. Well, and I think, you know, if you're teaching, you know, young ones, isn't the, yeah. as, as Karen said, and as you said, I mean, isn't really the goal just to get them to love singing? Isn't, yes. that, the, isn't that the goal? Yes. I mean, especially at a certain age. I mean, you know. Just to enjoy getting up and making music. But I was telling them about my student, Lee, who I had a lovely chance to catch up with this summer. Um, you remember Lee? She did a Skype mm -hmm. for our class. Usselton? She's Is now, yes, that? Lee Usselton. Yeah. Um, has this beautiful now full studio with I think a waiting list in Pittsburgh. Wonderful. Almost completely comprised of adult avocational singers. That's awesome. And she was telling us that she just found this niche, found this hole in the market, and think about that be the beauty of that. There are people who have jobs, who can mm -hmm. afford to pay, who just want to come and have a good time and explore their voice and, and sing, you know, and listen to somebody, listen to them sing, have a captive audience and well, a voice you know, teacher. They genuinely want to be like, cause yeah, they genuinely adult, want like, to, to do it. To take the time out of your week to make that happen every week, like, that's awesome. Right? Yes. So anyway, I mean, first of all, since I haven't said in the podcast, congratulations to Lee on her wonderful studio that she's built. Yeah. And may it continue for many, many a year to come. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, I just, there's a, but anyway, th that also, are you teaching Caro Mio Ben? I mean, I'm not saying, and I want to say something very clearly. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with teaching Caro Mio Ben. You love Caro Mio Ben. I love Caro Mio Ben. I sang Caro Mio Ben on Soundjack this summer. I have an and it's currently my stage. by far my most viewed YouTube video. You know, it's a good song. Oh, I have Caro an increasing appreciation for it, to be completely honest. Like, as I work with beginning singers, because there's it has so much going for it. <laughs> So much going. Descending and it's so lines. hard. It's so hard to find songs that are just simple. 
Yeah. But, yeah. you know, one of the things that's come up in these classes as we've been talking about, you know, diversification of repertoire and honestly, it came up a lot while we were talking about uh, technology oh? is this idea of equity of access. I've heard that discussed a lot. That you know, and we, we made sure. a greater gap. And we made sure we addressed it when we did the Nats Boot Camp mm-hmm. and even when we did it again for Voice Foundation and whatever. And, and, and there's uh, so many things we could say about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, first, I think the most important thing to realize is if we're talking about equity of basic high-speed Internet access, that is so far above the pay grade of voice teachers. Yep. Like, that's a governmental issue. That's not a, I'm going to fix that. expensive. I'm not going to fix that as a, you know, collegiate voice teacher. Yeah, there's nothing, you you have no control over that. I I really, well, and particularly because in some states or areas, because it can vary by area, Mm -hmm. sometimes there's great internet infrastructure and sometimes there's terrible internet infrastructure. I'm talking about just the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. Some places you don't even have the option to get high-speed internet. Right. You're sitting there like, can I find any internet? You know, and you know, you think about like Europe where honestly, I think it's easy. It's so much easier for Europe to have like this broadband Wi-Fi everywhere because it's small. Small. Everything's (laughs) close together. Texas is like most of Europe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially when you have places like Mississippi where you have like three sort of metropolitan areas. Right. And saying metropolitan is kind of a stretch. Well, where we honestly have pretty good internet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackson, Clinton area, good internet. But then you get out into the boonies and... It can be hit or miss. Yeah. It can be hit or miss. Because, it, because if, 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 if a certain company, who I'm not going to name, is there, there's it's fiber there. internet, and yeah. they could have great internet. Honestly, some parts of... Um, so the, some... Are better than here. Right. Because there um, is a surprising amount of fiber. And yet a I state like Georgia, I know, has terrible internet infrastructure. Yes, that is correct. We were, you know, we really so, thought we, it would be better when we moved here. We were like, oh, we're going to get fiber, and there's just none. But so from an equity of access problem, we can't, that's like above our pay grade. I'm not saying yeah. you can't write letters to your Congress people or whatever, but, or yeah. advocate for things to change, but... That's a huge issue, okay? Mm-hmm. The, it, well, and they're realized. I will say they are being forced to realize it because you say Georgia has terrible internet infrastructure. It's been a huge issue with all of the public schools being online. The infrastructure, like, it can't handle it. It was, it, it became apparent. Yeah, and so now because of other things, they'll, they will potentially be forced to make some changes. Yeah, it's like you had, not to be grotesque, but it's like you had like a growth on your arm and it was annoying and it hurt, but then it started bleeding. Yeah, and you're like, "Mm, oh, I guess I better, I guess I better see a doctor. Um, You know, so anyway, but then with the equity of access, access thing, one of the questions that was presented to me was like, so how do you advocate like to university administration. And I was like, well, let me tell you how I did it. (laughs) I made a whole bunch of proof of concept recordings and I proved not only that it could be done, but I knew what it would cost to get it done. Yeah. You will never accomplish it 
one, until you've done it yourself, and two, until you can prove that it works, what it costs, and till y- it's like you have to, be- you yourself, like let's say you're a teacher. Yeah. You yourself have to become an expert in the thing. And, well, because and, uh, uh, and you can't advocate for it unless you are an expert in the thing. And I think it's not that like administration's unwilling. They just don't want to have to do it themselves. And I think a lot of times assume it's going to cost them more than it really would. Correct. Like you need to have actual documentable numbers mm-hmm. and evidence and, and whatnot. And, you know, I mean, I just want to say, Vocal Fam, I mean, if you need help going through that i'm here i'm happy to consult with you um you're willing to schedule a session it's been really cool i mean i know ian's had like so many major schools reach out to him yeah uh but i did have a pretty major international conservatory reach out to me that's awesome i'm gonna do some consulting with them try to get them set up next week probably tell them you need to come visit (laughs) i ain't getting on an airplane right now Uh, yeah yeah right i mean in a year. Tell them you would like your personal yacht to take you across the ocean. No, I'll take an airline ticket. I'll <laughs> even take just, economy. Let me just come see and make sure you did it right. In about when was the va- when will the vaccine be out? In, in a year when you don't need it anymore, I uh, I'm happy to pop over. <laughs> yeah. um, just to you know check in. But no, I mean so there's you know but. I, that's one of the ways that you can advocate for it. But unless you're willing, I think, to do the legwork mm-hmm. to be ready to advocate for yourself, it's tough. But yeah. then there's the question. The question was asked multiple times, you know, what about like K to 12 education? Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a tougher issue. It's a, it's tougher a harder issue. sell as well. It's a harder sell. It's a and it's a tougher issue because there's a there's so many factors. There's so many factors, and this particular situation is such a weird. You know, God willing, nothing like this ever happens again in any of our lifetimes. Yeah. Like seriously. Yeah. You know, God willing. Once is enough. <laughs> you know, plagues don't come around that often. Knock on wood. Um, uh, advantages to sitting at a grand piano. Right. Um, Aria thought someone knocked at the door. I'm she, sure she did. She, like, she, she was, was like, she was like, she oh? Up, like, oh, what's up? What? What? Do I need to? Do I need to yell at somebody? You don't need to yell at. Him. Oh, yeah. I'll go back to sleep. I think she realized it was me. <laughs> can't bamboozle her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the girl's boring. I know. <laughs> yes. Um. So anyway, I, I, I don't know that I ever gave a perfect answer to the inequality thing with ease of, with access. And is there a perfect answer? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's a complex issue. It would be surprising if there was a straightforward, simple answer. You Someone know, else would have thought of it. Because in addition to being contacted by very fancy conservatories, I've also been contacted by eighth grade music teachers yeah and just what do i do you know and How obviously I gosh i want to help them as much as i want to help anybody yeah um <sighs> now i will say just in in openness of transparency there was of course now this 
this this new device that the Ragazzi Boys Chorus was piloting, uh, oh, Ragazzi Men's okay. Chorus, maybe not boys, Men's Chorus in San Francisco, uh, that they shared that that uh, live there studio. A, yeah. So from what I understand, it uses Jack Trip, and makes Jack Trip plug and play. Okay. I'm very skeptical because I've used Jack Trip and it is not plug and play. It's very, very cool and very good at what it does, one to one. But as I understand Jack Trip for anything more than one to one, it would need to be a server based solution. And. I don't know if like is this box that makes it plug and play does it also include some kind of like audio interface and mic and more so what it would need to do to make jack trip plug and play to make it work it would have to UDP configure your router because it would still be using a, a, a Unless it's not using UDP packets. I don't even know what that uh, Unless is. it's using hyperthreading and it's doing something more akin to what Jamulus does, but it says it didn't like what Jamulus did. And so I, 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 I'm skeptical because the article that they shared was literally like a teaser for a what's going to be a commercial product. Yeah, you'd have to pay a bunch. And so... Until I get like a white paper on what exactly this device Cost. does uh, and that? costs, but more so how it does what it does, I'll remain optimistic but skeptical. Yeah. Is that a, is that a fair? Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. It's my approach to life right now. Yeah. Um, like that's basically my approach to us staying on campus the rest of the semester. Cautiously optimistic. Tough. Optimistic and praying to all. Jesus every night. Anyway, um, mostly in the morning. But anyway, um, on another issue, this week we had to say goodbye to Chadwick Boseman. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I should have known that's where you were going, but I got really worried you were going to say, like, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know why my brain was like, who now? And I want to say a couple of things about this. Um, the, the first thing I want to say is may, you know, may his family be comforted in this time <laughs> and all his, all those who loved him. But I want to relate it back to our episode of black Panther. And, um, just to tie it into the podcast. Yeah. I don't know that it's possible. I don't think it is possible for Caucasians to really have the perspective of what that movie meant yes. to the black community. I think it's one of the most important films of the last 10 years. And, um, if we're talking about importance, it's the most important film in the MCU. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
obviously very sad, way too young. So young. Um, and I mean, how impressed, because I mean, nobody knew that he had cancer. It just the amount of movies he made, the work he did while going through cancer treatments is absolutely astonishing. Have you seen 21 Bridges yet? No. No, I haven't either. I really want to watch it. Um, but anyway, I will never forget the night we all went to Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And we're in a theater that was probably, what, 70% people of color? Yes. Ish? Yes, yes. I mean, I'm guessing. Which is great because that was the thing we commented on afterwards. Immediately. They weren't... It, it, they weren't there to see a superhero movie. Yeah, they weren't there because it was Marvel. It was so impactful to me. And to see what it meant and taking the pictures with the poster and like the families, mm-hmm. like the families. The whole family, yeah. Multi-generational families that were there introducing that to their kids. Um, it was... Uh, that was an incredible experience. Um, and it just to relate it back to us again, I really think that that episode was the day we became Vocal Fry. It, it, it was... It was just... Yes. Yes. That episode, which was called... Black Panther and Pedagogy Ninjas. <laughs> Remember the throwing star girl? Yeah. Um, that episode really was the first time, I think, as season one evolved from research. Whatever. What we yeah. were going to do. What, what are we doing now? To, we said we were going to do this. To <laughs> what we sort of became mm-hmm. and are. Yeah. Finding... I, think if i look back and could point to one episode that's the episode and so i we owe a great deal to black panther it was sort of the first vent joint vocal fry outing to see anything yeah yeah and um what an impactful experience and just remembering that line show them who you are um and there was just it, we did so much I, I mean... Just all the characters, I mean... Who were just characters because they could be characters. And not even, like... Because, I mean, Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman, like, yes, amazing character, phenomenal, but, like, Shuri. Oh, I know. And Hi. and hearing all his cast members' tributes this week on Instagram as they rolled out... I haven't seen those. Because they took a while. Like, some of, them, some of them came out, like, sort of right away... Um, but then Winston Dukes came out. Then it was like Denai Guerrero's. Mm-hmm. Then of then um, eventually M- Michael B. Jordan, mm. who he and his Chadwick's careers are like tied together, so it tied mirrors, together. Yeah. And and then finally um, uh, Letitia's. Um, uh, um, I heard the beeping. Sorry, it's my. No, it's okay. Uh, we have a. Have Usually, a, I have the the blowers and mowers and have stuff. Have a little, little little blood glucose situation, I think. 
Um, oh. Uh, oh. Anyway, but yeah, no. Um, what an impactful actor, and wow. I mean, what all he that he meant, did, what he meant to the community. And yeah, it just oh anytime with someone like that to see it cut short, to uh, wonder, uh, you're left wondering, you know, what else would he have done? Right. How and, do and, we? How does? And this just forward? wasn't like a member of the cast. This was the king. This was the king. And, he was the king. Uh, yeah. Gone to the ancestor realm far, far, too. F- far too soon. Yeah. Um, and may his legacy live on for mm-hmm. many generations mm-hmm. to come. Um, because a fine actor, and judging by basically unanimously every single person who ever worked with him's reaction. Just a uh, good person? Yeah. There is a lot to be said for just being a good person. Yeah. Like a lot to be said. Um, it, I, yeah. I will never forget that night. It was, just, yeah, it just popped I, up on my phone and I was like, I'm sorry, what? I will never I, forget. I thought it was honestly, like, you know how there are the like. Um, no, I'm talking oh about the night we saw Black Panther. Oh, I, will I thought never you were forget. talking about the night he died. Well, I well, won't forget both. either. Won't forget either. But I, I thought it was one of those, like, fake things. Right. You know, where they, where they claim someone's dead, and then they're like, no, I'm right here. But it was not. And I also will not forget the night we saw Black Panther, because that was an epic movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it just, it was, I haven't it was been just impactful. To, I haven't been able to rewatch it. No. No, I, I have not yet. I, I couldn't. I, I am personally, I am in the camp of people voting that um, Shuri? they don't. Shuri, um, really more than even just Shuri, just that they don't try to like recast him, him. that yeah. they don't try to recast, like don't recast him. Well, don't do that. No, I think that just either give it to Shuri or I even like um, the people who were like M'Baku or the only recasting thing. And I don't want them to do this. I want to say this. I, I, I don't think he should be recast. Yeah. The only thing I could see is they already have Mahershala under contract for Blade. They oh, could pull him off of that. And I don't think they'll do that. I want to say yeah, I don't think they'll do that. I, I, I would just rather them, you know, have it, ha, like as it would be, have it pass on. And it's canonical in the comics yes. that Shuri becomes the, Shuri, the Black Panther. I'm, I, that's my top pick. And I would so take anybody. And so how do you to, not have that? Well, and it's certainly like, it's not like people with, I mean, you would have someone who complains, I'm sure somewhere, someone oh, would be upset, so, but. You mean but, someone on the internet is going to yeah, complain about anything? Upset. Yeah, I know, right? Crazy. Pshaw. But. Um, that can't be real. I, I, yeah. Not, nobody, in twen- not in 2020. Nobody has ever gotten upset about something trivial on the internet. Or but, even something serious. Or even something serious. Yeah. Um, That's never happened. Totally new. But but I think that most people would be pretty okay with that. If Shuri just takes if over Shuri the mantle. If Shuri just took on the mantle. I think it's just about all that people will be okay with. Yeah. And I guess, really, the question just is, Does she w- are w- Ryan Coogler and Kevin Feige okay with that? I hope so. <laughs> uh, Ryan Coogler's tribute was also very touching. 
Um, I, should, I haven't seen those. I have not. His he's not on social media, from what I could tell. I didn't. I don't. I couldn't find him on Twitter or Instagram. Um, I wasn't following him already. I was following most of the cast already. Yeah. But um, uh, I didn't see his. His his was like a press release. Um, oh, that makes uh, sense. So, but no, Letitia actually made like a five and a half minute long video. Wow. Uh, it was, if you haven't watched it, you should log on to her Instagram. It's, it's hard to get through. I, I should. I just, I haven't intertented much this um, week. But it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful and it's very touching. Um, okay. That's good so, to know. That's good to know. I have so asked. again, I, and hers came out last. Like Perhaps she was the last cast yeah. member. I almost think there was some planning there about who was going to release their stuff what? in what order. Actors planning something for dramatic effect. <gasps> Wow, we are just we are uncovering some real shockers today. Uh, I would be happy with her taking over the mantle of the Black mm-hmm. Panther. I mean, and the MCU having another leading woman is that really a problem? Cause, yeah, no, no. Because I mean, we have all of because let's one. see. Then we could have uh, mm, Captain Marvel, Captain and, Marvel, uh, a Black Panther Shuri, and uh, mm, that, that about sums it up. Hmm. Unless you count Black Widow, except her movie hadn't even released yet. And uh, maybe a Gamora and a Nebula. And, that would uh, be cool. And then we're basically the whole way to A-Force uh, with Queen, uh, with uh, also well, with... I've seen people saying, like, go ahead and have Shuri do it for the Young Avengers. Or that. Like to have Spider-Man, you got your little Black Panther. Yeah, I don't but, actually know who else is in the group. But an A-Force movie with all women... Li- Someone young. Well, I mean, they certainly have enough shots from like Endgame and Infinity War where all the women like come together that you wonder like, are they setting this up? But I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about either. That's the thing. Speaking of other pop culture things, on happier notes, yes, you have until October fifteenth. I am reminding Mm. you on the air again. I know. And it is intense, and it is going to take you some time. Yeah. You haven't. We listen, pop, vocal fam. In addition to the many other exciting things that are going to happen this semester, like all the things that will happen in pedagogy classes and all the cool things that will happen, like Soundjack recitals. Can't wait to tell you about that. And like you know, all the guests, the plural guests that we're going to have on, all these amazing things. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery season three starts on October fifteenth. And The Mandalorian comes out on October the 30th. Okay, I did see that, and I'm super excited. I'm so excited. This is the way, folks. I'm ready for it. It's like literally... I literally considered buying, because I don't have any Baby Yoda masks, and I'm like, "Mm, I feel like I need some. I do. I mean, like, I have a Star Wars mask, but it's not Baby Yoda. I have a Baby Yoda. It's it's my favorite mask. But I was going to say, I think I specifically need a Baby Yoda mask. I see that purchase in my future, so... Uh, Oh, well. (laughs) So, I mean, it's kind of like almost like Disney and and Star Trek are trying to save the end of 2020. I would appreciate it if someone would. Uh, I mean, that's, that's... 10, 15 weeks of pretty incredible content. Just... I'm okay with it. Just saying. I'm okay with it. I think we're all okay with it. Yeah, I'm... I'm A-okay. Yeah. And anything anything at this point is appreciated. Yeah. Please. Started, started watching Perry Mason on HBO Now. 
I've never been a big probably a little too gritty for you. I was gonna say I've never I've never gotten very into that. So we're still rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's been it's it's been a good choice of something like to catch up because we we're not caught up, and then also it's amusing and light enough that as I am still weeding through the delightful stress in my life. um, Yeah, that's right. Keeps it light. That's right. That's right. Keeps it light. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Vocal Fam, so we hope that you are healthy. Yeah. We hope Stay that you well. are COVID free. We yes. hope that you are teaching again mm-hmm. in whatever format that that is. I hope that it's online. Um, but I hope that you're safe and yes. you're doing so safely. Oh gosh, sorry, and Lord. I hope that obviously while you're out in public that you're masking up and helping control the spread of COVID-19. And, the risk, guys. Um, and that you're acting responsibly and that your students are healthy and that and your cli- or, or clients are healthy and acting responsibly. And, and yeah. we just wish you the best fall. I know that the last sort of groups of schools that have not started are going to start this coming week. Um, mm-hmm. And may, may your years be, may your fall winter semesters be blessed and May your year be merry and bright, guys. Yeah, and, you know, Christmas is going to... I'm just skipping to Christmas, guys. Christmas I'm, is going to be here before I'm, we know it. I'm quitting the rest of 2020. I'm going straight to Christmas. Uh, I feel like I'm, like, playing Monopoly. Straight know. to Christmas. Do not pass go. No, let's let's pass go and collect 200 bucks. I think we could all use it. Yeah, well, you're not wrong there. <laughs> so, hey, there we I go. take that. All right, Vocal Fam. Uh, we we, we, we going to be out. Uh, Sarah, what you have for breakfast? yogurt isn't that nice and healthy it had fruit in it like real fruit peaches we actually got some uh greek yogurts for my daughter she's taken a little affinity to them this wasn't greek well this was just yogurt just saying i i I went through a phase where i ate greek yogurt but like if i'm being honest it was greek yogurt with reese's pieces in it so I don't think she that likes, counts. She likes the ones that have like little things on the other side that you can. That's like, what it is. In. It's one of those you can flip in. But I got the ones with the with the peanut butter. She's cups. been using the key lime ones. That's a good one. I got to like that one. There's one that I've kind of wanted to try. That's like a peanut butter and jelly, and I'm like, that's either going to be really really good or disgusting, and I don't know which, but I kind of want to try it. Yeah. They also make ones that are like straight up dessert, so let her try those at your own risk. She did have a mint chocolate chip one that I'm those pretty sure Those are one of my was, favorites. I'm pretty sure that was a dessert. It basically is, but like it makes you feel better about it because yeah. you're like, uh, this is Greek yogurt, guys. Like, yeah, but this that is was, okay. That was definitely a dessert. It is, but it is good. That one's good. That's right. The s'mores one is pretty good. Anyway, I, I'm telling you, I went through a phase where I ate a lot of those. All right, all right. Shabani, nice. man. But this yogurt had fruit in it. It was yogurt with real fruit. Probably one of the healthiest things I've eaten for breakfast in the last, like, Jamie, rude. Jamie said ever. It wasn't world. a breakfast candy bar, so that's good. Those were never breakfast candy bars, in my defense. Jamie's laughing. <laughs> Jamie is going to get kicked out. Go, go, away. It's not being very nice. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Vocal Fam. Well, that's it for us. We will talk to you very soon again. Yeah. Um, and uh, we look forward to hearing about your fall semesters. Let us know how they're going. Tell us about your lessons. Tell us about your great online or incredibly creative mitigation strategies. Um, 
and uh, let us know just how you're doing. Let us know if you need help. Just we're here. Let for us you. know. We're here. We're here for you. And Melissa Cross, if you're listening and you want to come on Vocal Fry, you just let us know. Anytime. You, you just hit us up. We're we're cool. And anytime. Uh, all right, Vocal Fam. That's it. We out. Peace out. Peace.